Creepy Critters, a podcast where uh, I talk about cryptids with a guest in somewhat lurid detail. My name is Jesse, and with me today is Faith. Hey. So, Faith, are you ready to read some a newspaper about some fish lies? Some fish? That is our ongoing theme whenever I... Uh, the I last mean, I couple times I've been on. <laughs> I don't mean it to be. If that means but I'm anything. fine with that. Don't get me wrong. Well, the thing is, I don't tend to like fish, but they're the most interesting. <laughs> they're like, so mysterious, as we'll learn from these letters to the editor. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be uh, covering the... We're going to be basically covering a newspaper column that uh, was labored, labeled Marvelous Critters of the Puget Sound. Uh, this will be part of a three-part. So Faith is going to be taking the role of the people who are writing in. Seeking answers about these mysterious creatures. Or talking about them. Yes. And um, I'm going to be trying to do an old-timey voice and talk about the thing. So first thing we're going to be talking about today is the salvage sucker. Uh, so this is the star. On Tuesday, on Tuesday, April eighth, nineteen thirteen. Actually, before World War One happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so speaking of fish, old reader of the of the Star writes of the salvage sucker, which does the work of a steam derrick, uh, and a steam derrick is basically a steam power tractor type thing. Like it's it was. It is exactly what you would imagine a yeah. Victorian like machine would look like yeah it's a uh, it's a very tall uh, stepdad that is powered by steam it's yep. it's really it's it's really interesting no it's basically just a like an or- early steam powered tractor it's um you know looks like a tractor but it puts out steam instead of the thing that's uh, slowly killing us all woo woo okay i love this first sentence fish are scaly things to have around <laughs> <laughs> but oh. with all this talk about Seattle being the most important center of the fishing industry on the coast, it is proper that some attention should be paid to the following communication with Zach W. Alton. That's funny. <laughs> I just, like, Seattle's the most important fish place. And also, like, did you know, fish are scaly things. Did you know what? that fish have scales? We did do an episode where we talked about. The fur-bearing trout. But that was supposed to be an anomaly. Yeah, that's an exception. An old respected reader of this paper who protests against the failure of the officially inclined citizens to pay proper attention to the rare fish of the Puget Sound. There is not the slightest excuse for Seattle's inactivity of this time. It takes steps at once reserved to prosperity to prosperity, positive proof of existence of remarkable fish once abound in Old Man Hood's Canal, as well as those killed by fish-eating oysters, recently annihilated by the Olympian brand. But once, here is Alton's letter. It speaks for itself. This is a protest from an ardent admirer of rare fish. 
Why is it that you carry so much news about the salmon, halibut, and trout fishing, but pay no attention to rare fish that can only be located by a careful angler? I love this. I did not, like, I did not, like, change any of this. I just copy and pasted. it. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this is like a fish elitist. The thing I love about this is that, um... The way that news is done today, it's supposed to, from my journalism classes, you generally write, you generally write around like, uh, at most like eighth grade level mm-hmm. or so, because you want as many people as possible to be able to understand it, unless you're yeah. writing like a technical story. But yeah. like, this is just some old timey bullshit. Yeah. This is like what you expect old timers to speak like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, fuck you. If you don't have a college degree, you can't read this. And you just have to deal with it. You don't get to figure out this exceptional fish news (laughs) that is happening in Seattle in 1913. You're just going to have to deal with it. So, again, this is typos and all. Yes. So. So, yeah. (laughs) Your newspaper fellows sit up and take notice when a cargo of two or three hundred thousand pounds of halibut comes in, and I have seen it mentioned a dozen times that thousand cases have been sent to the flood sufferers at Dayton. Now why, in the name of common sense, did the Chamber of Commerce fit out an expedition to round up a salvager sucker for the benefit of those whose food and clothing have not been destroyed, but merely covered over with water. (laughs) This man is so angry. (laughs) He's like, you assholes, it's newspaper, why are you talking about the salvage sucker? (laughs) We talk about these play fish right now. Can't believe it. Might have taken some trouble to keep it fresh water en route, but think of the great good that could have yet be accomplished with some of these faithful salvagers. Of course, you, as a wise editor, knew all about the salvager sucker, but as I am going to ask you to publish this letter, it would be well to explain for the benefit of those arrived from the Far East. <laughs> like... <laughs> Those foreigners, they got to know about these salvage suckers, okay? It's very important to this man. <laughs> the fish is found only in the waters of Discovery Bay in Puget Sound. It's about two feet long and is equipped with powerful fins and tail, which sweeps up and down instead of sideways as ordinary suckers. Just below its mouth is a cup-like growth. Now, the most wonderful part of this fish is the cup. <laughs> It can, by placing the cup against the side of a rock or any object and sucking to produce a vacuum in the cup, which cannot be broken except by the use of dynamite. Wow. Man, that thing could could suck a golf ball through a a water hose. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That might come up later in a later segment, by the way. This salvage sucker is not playing around. Let me tell you. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> <It's>, boy. <laughs> mm, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. 
Then, by working its fins and making great sweeps of its tail, it can raise to the surface of the water objects weighing two tons or more. With one good salvager on the job, all groceries now at the bottom of the Miami River may easily be recovered. Is this Was this a problem in 1913? Like, your groceries floating to the bottom of the Miami River? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm- Damn, can't get many tomatoes because they all sunk to the bottom of a river. The fish is wild at first, but by tying a rope, to its tail and giving it something to eat each time it comes to the surface with a box. It can soon be trained to work at a rapid rate. Of course, this is only one of the rare fish to be found in the Puget Sound, and the only reason I mention it is because of the crying need for one at the present time. The only drawback is that so many of these salvagers have been caught and taken to the South Seas to hunt pearls that there may not be any left. But with a fun money, one can make at least can at least make a search of Discovery Bay for possible survivors. Yours truly. Give me money today, and I'll save the salvage suckers. <laughs> I I love this thing so much. This is like this is like an ASCPA commercial, but in newspaper form. Like, give us money, and we will. <laughs> feed the salvage suckers. <laughs> we'll make sure that none of those uh, those dirty people with the south from the South Seas are stealing them. <laughs> you just hear it in the arms of the angel in the background. Sarah McLaughlin. Next day. The Star, Wednesday. April 9th. 1913. Readers of the Star doubt the salvage sucker tell. Well, here's another. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> He's back at it again, folks. That, so this is this is like, hey, you don't believe in what uh, this lie I just told you? Well, here's another <laughs> lie. You believe it now? Here's huh? a whole another silly lie. Please give me money. <laughs> Evidently, some readers of the Star questioned the veracity of the article printed yesterday. Regarding the salvage salvager sucker sucker the queer fish which which Mister I W sorry Zach W Alton claims to have discovered in the waters of Puget Sound below is published a letter we received from one reader Professor Humpback <laughs> who who uh, in which he takes us severely to task. By uh, by it understood right now that the star vouches for none of these fish stories. We are not experts in things aquatic. We confess right now. Our readers must take them in for what they're worth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> newspaper? Please don't give them any money. But I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, it's 1913. We barely have the idea of what a radio is. Yeah. It's like, you know, calm down. It's like it's like medieval monks like writing about animals that they've never seen before. They're like, I guess crows have meetings, but I don't know. Nobody does. So appendage. I guess this is what a giraffe looks like. Oh, if you want to hear me talk about uh, gir- uh, giraffes as a cryptid before they were discovered properly by white people, yeah. um, they were they were Kieran to the Chinese. Yeah, they're, they're also a mythical th- creature. 
They're also called uh, camel leopard, and they're supposed to be part leopard, part camel. What? What? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's a thing that I did last year. You know, look it up. It's I think real life cryptids is what I call it. Yes. Okay. So, appended is a letter that I received today from another writer, calling to our attentions another strange, rare creature of the seas. The cable cleaning crappie. Together with Vic's sketch of a crappie and drawn by uh, drawn by Mr. Don Wetter's description. Yo, somebody drew a picture of it, so it must be real. <laughs> oh, and the pictures are great, by the way. Oh my god. Like like they're the old time we like lithographs that you would see in papers because you know they didn't have photographs yes. that were yeah. easily Able to, you know, be printed. Again, medieval monks. Yeah, sure, this is what loose fish looks like. It's definitely real, because I drew it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Editor of the Star, you printed a letter yesterday from Zach W. Elton, who stated that a species of fish called salvager sucker existed in Puget Sound. Mr. Elton said these fish could only be found could be found only at discovery bay now i have devoted my life to study of fish their habits and customs i have studied fish in the tropics in the arctic regions of europe and in all my life i've never heard of a salvager sucker <laughs> this fraud this I, buffoon <laughs> this i the re- main reason i love this is because obviously it's the nineteen, it's the nineteen, it's nineteen thirteen. Yeah. Like illiteracy is very high. Yes. There's there's barely radio. There's barely photography, and like electricity is a thing that some people have. Yes. <laughs> like, like so, what you had was, I guess, the newspaper, uh, the books of the day, and I don't know. I hope people masturbated back then. But, you know, yes, they definitely did. Yeah. But like, there's not a lot to do because, like, you know, I could, I could just watch whatever. But like, this is probably like this is their version of like a flame war of someone being like, "Hey, I heard of this thing. It's totally true," and then everyone being like, "No, uh." <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't. There was not a whole lot to do back then. You pretty much you you did your bra- your back breaking work at your factory, and then you went home. You got drunk, and then I guess you read about fish that may or may not exist. Like the idea, the idea of people being teenagers barely exists at this point. Yes, exactly. More from Doctor Humpback, who is definitely a real person and not made up. Or Professor Humpback, excuse me. He has a degree. <laughs> he teaches. It is impossible it is impossible that salvager suckers are used in pearl hunting in the South Seas. Pearls are found in certain oysters and shellfish, and these are dug out of the sand and mud. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this person doesn't even know what a pearl is. <laughs> what does it even look like? Who knows? I like how like 
it is implied that like you need a salvage suck you need something that can lift two tons to like find pearls that's what this implies <laughs> the previous letter if such a fish as a salvage as a salvager existed in Puget Sound, it would undoubtedly be known to everyone in Seattle. I, as an authority on the subject of fish, would certainly have heard of it. I have spent much of my time with Puget Sound fishermen, and I have never heard of any of them mention the name of a salvager, even as a mythical being. Mr. Alton states that a sa- the salvager which is only two feet long, can lift a weight of two tons. (laughs) Oh, that's a mic drop at that point. This is quite impossible. An ant, the strongest animal for its size known, can lift more than three times its own weight. How could a two-foot fish weighing approximately 15 pounds lift an object weighing two tons? (laughs) This professor See, is like so done. He's like, I'm so tired of everybody being illiterate. I hate this. I kind of want, I kind of want someone to like do a like a really good dramatic reading of this frantic professor of like doing this as like a speech in front of the person. It's like, <laughs> I imagine him doing like the air chopping thing as much as two tons. oh my gosh (laughs) oh boy that any kind of fish could be trained and rescue work is impossible that a salvager could be taught to know the difference between a rock and a sack of coal or a brick and a box of cigars is ridiculous Mr. Alton seems so honest and concerned in his statements about this extraordinary fish that I am loath to cast any reflection upon its truthfulness and honesty. But I consider it only fair to the public to say that without the slightest doubt, I consider Mr. Alton grossly informed. <laughs> of course, you, as a wise editor, know all about the salvager sucker. Yes, Mr. Elton, you must be a wise one to believe all that Mr. Elton told you in his letter. Henry Humpback, Professor of Ichthyology, U of W. He just, like, just dropped the mic there, just walked (laughs) off, and, like, He's like, you you idiot, why did you publish this? Fuck you and the seahorse you rode on. Oh my god, 1913 was a wild time. (laughs) Like, I I, I want to say I wish I had this much, like, passion about, like, a subject, but I definitely do. I saw saw a picture earlier today, because I'm prepping for... I'm prepping for something on another podcast, and I saw, like... I saw a picture of Banshee doing the screen flying, and I was just like, I fucking hate screen flying. And like, I was like, <laughs> if I had someone, just so unreasonably and, mad. And like, if I had someone to talk to, it would have been like at least a five minute rant about how fucking dumb screen flying is. <laughs> Especially if you're in the same room with a bunch of other people. 
Yeah. Could have got a Christmas star on the tree. You're screaming. The power. Okay, sorry. I'm about to get a script now. <laughs> Marvel is about to get snatched, <laughs> and they but, will never recover. But like, I I do have I do have that much passion about random shit. So, you know, I like. I I also like to imagine that they changed his name. Like he probably wrote in with his real name and his real like title and everything and where he worked just to prove that he's indeed a real professor. And they're like, "Yeah, we can't we can't publish his real name and place of work. People are going to kill this dude." <laughs> so he's- you think that would be <laughs> a prevailing idea? Yeah. But like in the early 2000s, people used to just post their addresses and phone numbers on forums. Yeah, but that's because you could. You didn't have, like, an editor that you had to filter it through. Well, but still, like, like, yeah. in, like in the 60s, uh, and I would listen to the dollop episode about this, if you have it, there was a girls watcher club where, like, they just printed her name, place of work, and address. Oh, my God. In the paper. But to the point where she had tens of thousands of like randy old men like try to watch this uh, big busted lady walk away, like walk to her work. Oh my god! So like, it's not like the idea of privacy is a very new thing. Yes. <laughs> so. Wow. But yeah. So um. So yeah, we have now uh, the next uh, next creature we're talking about is the cable cleaning crappie. And this is from Oscar Donwetter. <laughs> Editor of the Star, I read with great interest the letter in yesterday's Star, but the salvage sucker. Not that I agree with Mr. Alton as to value of this fish, but because it is a good to see that someone is taking interest in the rare piscatorial friends of man to be found in the Puget Sound. <laughs> But why boost the sow sucker ahead of, ahead or the cable cleaning crappie, which is of so much service to the Vashon Island residents in keeping lines of communication open? It is possible, of course, that people outside the telephone and telegraph companies may not know of this fish. <laughs> Believe me, guys, I work at the telephone companies. Definitely exists. See, it's like it's it's a. Uh... Like it was a thirteen. I mean, it was an early nineteen hundred, so it didn't have to go to college or anything for it. Yep. But like, trust me, it's good. It's definitely real. I. <laughs> it lives on little barnacles of a type that fasten themselves to cables. As you know, the bottom of Puget Sound is very uneven, and were it not for cable cleaning crappie, that they would break. In fact, this is just what happened until the phone men heard about the crappie, which is a native. Oh, you missed a sentence. Missed a line. Oh, no. <laughs> although you did get, although it was a very natural place oh. to skip. But no, the, the cave, it's Oh, like, I see it, yeah. yeah. Would be so encrusted with barnacles, where they hang from one ledge to the next, that they would break. In fact, this is just what happened until the phone men heard of the crappie which is a native of Salmon Bay, 
where it lived on a similar barnacle that fastens itself to the keel of halibut boats. By importing several and planting them in the vicinity of the cables connecting the islands, the linemen put an end to the breakage. The crappie has a little wheel-like piece of cartilage on the end of a streamer attached to its back. Oh my god. Its eyes are luminous and cast a light upwards so that the crappie can see barnacles attached to the cable, which it knocks loose with a chisel-like beak protruding from its forehead. A long tendril with a claw on the end protruding from its upper lip enables it to pick the meat out of the barnacles. One crappie will keep two miles of cable clean. Yours, in the interest of a city aquarium, which the public may see the rare fish of Puget Sound, Oscar Donnerwetter, West Seattle. <laughs> what was this description? Dude, fish don't need, like, hands to pull, th- like, crustaceans out of their shells. They just suck them out. <laughs> no, no, it's using a a claw at the end of its upper lip to pick the meat out of it. Also, also, you skipped over the part where it has a will cigar out its fucking back and uses oh. that to just, like, zoom oh. along. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, that's plausible. That's a plausible part of a fish. Oh, God. It's a piece of exposed cartilage that just lets it just fly down this cable. Like, you're zip lining, basically. Also, it has it has flashlight eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can definitely see. Considering it, how I just I work at the telephone company. I definitely know that this is real. There's definitely a fish that zip lines down the telephone cable and eats barnacles. Believe me. So, yeah, this is pretty much what we have today. That is a wild ride. (laughs) So, I don't know when we're doing the next one, but it's just as fuck wild. Oh no! Does Professor Humpback make an appearance again? I'm pretty sure he does. Oh my god, yes. Let, let me skim. But but yeah, so so yeah, we're gonna get to the next part. Oh my god, the next one has someone called the Speed Simp Sucker. <laughs> what? So many suckers. Well, oh. I mean, you know, men only have There's one thing so on many- their mind. There's so many fish that just love to suck. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you're alone on a fish boat for a long time, you have a lot to think about. (laughs) I mean, manatees were, like, lusted after for a long time, so... Yeah, but those were also, like, conquistadors who didn't know how to read and were dying of heat exhaustion. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, so let's get to my second favorite segment of the show can they get it just did a bad thing i regret the thing i did so we're gonna be talking about Uh, (laughs) which one (laughs) well no we're gonna be talking about both of them yes separately 
So the salvager sucker. So we're going to be asking the question, can, can they get it? Can the salvager sucker get it? I mean. Yes. If you're a gross pervert, yes. Well, no, no, we are gross perverts in this in, in this instance. We're not talking <laughs> okay. about if we personally we are... want to. We're Listen. not talking about that. We're talking about would can can they get it? Like it's yeah, not it's definitely not will this, they will. Definitely the salvager sucker. That's why Professor Humpback is you know denying their existence because he just wants all of them to himself. Well, see, I did say that a basically a blanket that has a bunch of like blood sucking suckers can get them, so I have to say this one can. Yeah, definitely. This is just like a normal fish that sucks on stuff. It, yeah, it could definitely get it. It could. It could definitely get it. I mean, <laughs> now am I am I disgusted by it? Yes. Oh yeah, it's gross. But I mean, it could technically get it. It could. So. It could. So yeah. And the thing is, is like you can, it can get well. Like tech, I mean, it and technically, it's like you know, everyone across the board can get it as well. Yeah, no matter what their bits I are. Like, so. I like how like the bar is so low. You're like, might as well. <laughs> yeah. See, see most <laughs> of the time, it's, a, no. Well, the thing we've is, we've set a standard, so you know what? Everything above that, good, can get it. See, the bar is set extremely low, yet most of these creatures can't get past it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if I would, I don't know if the the cable crappie can get it. I don't think it can either. I mean, you, you if you're creative, which, yes, people are very creative. If you look at the internet, um, maybe, but I don't think it can. No, mostly because, like, first off, like. Just the hook part? Yes. It's specifically meant to break through hard shells? Yes. And most things that want to get it tend to be soft. <laughs> soft and fleshy. So, so <laughs> also, also, I think the flashlight eyes would be distracting. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I mean, you're hooking up in a dark hotel room, you're like, God, no! Turn I mean, it off. Close your eyes. Not to, not to get, not to get like, like you know, too into into me, but like you know, I'm not, I'm not one to like have the lights off when when the sexy fun times are happening. But like, I don't want them to be like in my face. Yeah, you know, like I I, I already get distracted by lights very easily, <laughs> so. See, I, I'm gonna say no on this one. Yeah, no on the cable crappie. Salvager so sucker, yes. Cable crappie, no. And it really the only reason why the salvager sucker is is because it, it's it's its only thing is the suck. <laughs> what other purpose does it have? It has no other things. No, <laughs> nothing. I like they don't even like explain what you eat. They're like, yeah, it just like picks up rocks. I guess. Oh. Well, you, you give it things after it picks Oh, yeah, it up. I guess you do. You're like, here's a piece of cake. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Faith. That's what they do. They don't throw in stuff that fish would eat. They would throw in a, a piece of cake. I wonder if fish like cake. <laughs> I mean... Because this is definitely a real fish. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Yep. For, for this segment, anyway. So... Um, 
yeah, so let's get to my favorite segment. Make it sexy slash make it why slash just make a story. Well, I mean, does the salvager sucker really need to be made any more sexy? So in this segment, what we do is we try to make a story that would make these, uh, these. In this segment, what we do is we try to make a story that would make these cryptids hot with today's youth. So, so what what would be a story we can make? I know I said this in like the last one, but a YA dystopian novel where the we main character is see, a salvager okay. sucker who is I, forced into work. I am going to put a veto, and this is on me <laughs> and on everyone else. No more post-apocalyptic things, and no more day uh, Listen, uh, we know summer this, camps. Yeah. No more summer camp stuff. No more post-apocalyptic stuff. We can't do that anymore because it's too easy to do. Oh, you know what? <laughs> a salvager sucker is raised as a cable crappie. Not knowing no, it's no, true or... Damn no, it. no, you can't do that thing. Like, it physically does not have the capability. <laughs> They're like, suck these barnacles off here, I guess. I think what we do is we make it like a, a white guy being brave story with yes. the with the salvage sucker. Yes. And uh, the kibble crappie is like the tech dude. So like maybe like there's like a flood. Let's set an in Dayton, Ohio. I or lost like the you. flood. Uh, can you hear me? Fade it out. Okay, so we would set it in like a, a flooded area and like it's just like going like to save people. Like maybe like like his daughter is like trapped in something. I don't know because we need to have a woman. Oh to my god! Make make the stakes high. We need we need to have a cute kid. Yeah, and it would be a baby salvager sucker. Yes, yes. I don't know. The Kraber cable crappie is is like the tech person that like I don't know <laughs> goes across like the cables. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, bro. I've, I've I found a communication from whomever. Like, I know where your daughter is. He's like, how could you know? She's dead. And he's like, no, she's still alive. She found a water pocket. Oh, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of a drowning thing. It's a, it's a drought. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's just a bunch of um, like fish trapped in the. And he has to go save them. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so into this. <laughs> so so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be our thing. There. I know it doesn't sound as inspired, but honestly, it's the only thing I can think of right now. It's like finding Nemo, but with like higher stakes. Yeah. And and grittier. Yes. Like real gritty. Real yeah. gritty. Like this is this is Victorian time, so you know what everything's like. Okay. Sepia. Technically, it's ten years after Victorian times. Excuse me, it is turn of the century. There we go. There's a better way of saying it. So yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I like it though. Okay, so let's do plugs. Okay, um, you should go read my comic. It's called Grace's Wings. It's at graceswings.com. Original, I know. <laughs> I'm actually amazed we got that domain name. I'm not gonna lie. I thought, like, a cult would have it by now. 
It but did, no, definitely sounds alas. like a cult. It doesn't it? Yeah. But alas, we managed to get it. No cult has claimed it. Um, it's an urban fantasy horror novel or graphic novel. And you should go read it so that like we can make some ad revenue. Yeah, so um, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk about Marvel characters three times a week. Uh, I also have an- another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited Marvel series. So this has been Creepy Critters, and I don't know, like, you know, make sure those cables are clear so the cable crappie can eat those barnacles. Bye! Yeah. Bye! Bye!